Let's see. Is that on? Yeah, that's on. Welcome back, everybody, to Kinda Sorta Maybe. Not one, not two, but the third episode. Tonight, I'm going to be interviewing another one of these students at Ravencrest Chalet named Slater. A very proud and talented Texan can sing like a choir boy, play the guitars like Jimi Hendrix, and do the drums just like Michael Jackson did. So, he's a very good musician tonight. He's also one of my dear friends and probably a dear friend to everybody else back home in Texas. So, yeah, let's do this thing. So, how are you feeling tonight, dude? Doing good. I see you brought the guitar with you. Did. Were you just planning on just jamming to the interview with this? Oh, I thought we were actually going to do practice for the talent show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, honestly. <laughs> I already explained to Caleb last time that I already entered in the talent show with you, and I totally blanked on practicing tonight, honestly. But, yeah, you're going to have to forgive me on that one. Yeah, so, tell me a little bit about yourself, dude. Well, I'm from Austin, Texas. Uh, Shout out to Austin Texans out there. Shout out. Yeah, I love Texas, man. It's a good place, my home. Yep, I play music a lot. I need... Jesus, super bad. Yeah. Yeah, we all need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Yes. Well, I did not grow up in Texas. However, mm-hmm. wish I was that much of a red conservative as much as you are. <laughs> Though I do support the no abortion law that you guys have completely established in Texas a while ago. Yeah, it's cool. In in Washington, things are just honestly a little chaotic there. Really? Yeah. I mean, ever since like uh, George Floyd's death, they yeah. started throwing out police force in Seattle, replaced them with actual criminal. Yeah. They claim to have done peaceful protesting, but yet they literally looted everywhere that they could find. They've gotten rid of the fire department there. It's it's crazy there, honestly. But there has been some good news coming in that uh, recently there's been a a conservative mayor elected for Seattle. Hopefully that they're just realizing like, oh, what have we done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm proud that they're coming into that moment finally. I know it's going to take slowly and progress to change all of that. Yeah. And especially since, well, let's just say in my parents' lifetime that they have never elected a conservative mayor in Seattle. Because <laughs> they are very pro-liberal. You'd be surprised in America that Seattle is one of the most Christian persecuted places. No way. Yeah, actually. Especially, like, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, like, oh, you haven't gotten vaccinated? What are you trying to kill my family? Yeah. They just try to make you the enemy and whatnot. They just try to make you feel like the bad guy, and they try to get you on their side. Well, it's, it's not wrong to feel sorry for the people, especially if they have COVID. Heh. Yeah, I've already explained to the other two interviewers that I'm going to keep doing that every time someone says that word. <laughs> I've also explained it to Caleb, saying, like, that's my shtick. He's also found his shtick, which I kind of stole earlier from the beginning a bit, so <laughs> hope you'll forgive me for that. <laughs> What's his shtick? It is shout out to, and just fill in the blank whenever I just give a place or a person or whoever. So I guess other than that, how did you come and grow a deep passion for music, I'd say? Uh, well, I get pretty bored with music, actually. It's not very interesting. It's like a way, or it's like the way I feel the presence of God. It's like when I read the Bible, I feel like filled up big time. Like, And then if I pray, I feel filled up. But then if I worship with guitar, it's just like 
what I'm made for. So I really get bored with music, honestly. And trying and the idea of being a musician is kind of like stressful and like daunting. But yeah, I, I guess I can understand that pretty well. I mean, I've done guitar for a few years, but I am not nearly as skilled as you. Let's just say, because my skills over the years have gotten a bit rusty. Thanks, man. <laughs> I can't exactly do vocals, play the guitar, and do the drums at the same yeah. time. Neither, yeah. What do you mean? Me neither. You you did that previously this Monday at worship. But like the full drums, bro. That's impossible. Well, the full drums alone, no. But you you did just tap the your kick. foot around. Yeah. You just drum. you just kicked the drum. That's yeah. Couldn't find weird. the word there for a second. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it just seems like you're just really talented and just skilled of how much you've grown in. Yeah, man. I feel like I didn't. I'm pretty bad at school, and I can be awkward sometimes, but I just have the gift for music, which is really fun. I yeah. don't really try very hard for it, which is cool. Well, have you considered wanting to grow in that passion instead, or just leave it as a hobby? Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like being a worship person would be cool, and mm-hmm. learning more about music would be cool, definitely. But I think I would get very bored just doing music. So then I kind of have a follow-up question with that. Mm. Um, lately, I've seen you do a lot of praise and worship if it's just by yourself or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's good that you give your heart out to the Lord and whatnot, especially to cast all your worries and fears and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Would you consider that to be finding boring even though you say that you love doing it, but mm-hmm. is, is it like a mask that you put on sometimes? No, nope. it's like it's all about the presence, man. Like, for instance, yeah, just anything would be boring without the presence of God. It would be depressing, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. And it could also be meaningless. So, could be meaningless. Yeah, I, I could see where you're coming from with that answer. Mm-hmm. So, what was your family lifestyle back at home like? Was it just, like, cringe or was it a little crazy? My family, like, so we live in Austin, which is cool. My dad is a good guy. My mom is a good person. We're, it's a Christian family. Mm-hmm. I don't think it wasn't it was good upbringing compared to some but broken in like lots of ways like everybody so yeah well I guess that does remind me of this Ryan Stevenson song have you heard of him before Mm-mm. he's kind of a uh, Christian contemporary artist you you can look him up later uh, one of his recent songs kind of reminds me part of the chorus says sometimes the way to heal a broken heart is to fall apart fall apart I would agree with that man yeah, because that's, that's where the real change can emerge. Uh-huh. But yeah, I didn't exactly ask you to come here and witness just preach and whatnot. <laughs> Especially listen to me trying to act like I'm trying to preach to you, but I'm not trying to, so forgive me if I am. <laughs> no, I am not the preaching guy. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not that kid. I'm neither the pastor's kid, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, man, how, how has this podcast been going, bro? Well, so far, you're the third person in this, and so far, I think it's going better than expected. I I still haven't gotten the rest of the episodes published just yet, but I plan on doing that after break. Yeah, dude, I feel that. I don't exactly have all the details worked out just yet. Yeah. By the time I get back, I mostly will. Yeah, this is fun, bro. I like... I like this thing. This is fun. Yeah. I really would have liked to pick out a better place, but uh, right now, this area just seems a bit humble. 
No, this is sick, man. Is it, is this one of your dreams you've had, bro? Is having like a talk show and stuff? Well, the thing is, I've actually been inspired to do this sort of thing when when uh 2020 came around. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I would say in mid July is when I started to listen to podcasts for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And at first, I would just listen to like when I didn't have a lot of energy or didn't exactly feel entertained. Yeah, that that would just be my go to yeah. and. I'm not sure if you're a fan of this or any of the audience is. Maybe some, but I don't know. That's their thing or not. Anyways, one of the very first shows that I would listen to is this guy named Edwin that Mm. tells these made-up scary stories, basically. (laughs) Yeah, I especially loved listening to them, like, after sunsets. Because that's when you set in the right mood. Yeah. Or when, when it's just, like, pitch black and dark. That's, like... What is going on with that door, though? I, I, I'm pretty sure it's closed. I'm pretty sure it's just a garage door. I don't know if the audience can hear it, but it is super loud. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure the mic muffles most of the sound, though, especially yeah. in the background. That's good. Hopefully it does for the garage. I like this mic, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Is this yours? Yes, it is. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, it was either this or weight sets, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, another one of the shows that I would use to watch. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Matthew West before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got his own podcast show, Actually, believe it or yeah. not. So at first when I heard him interview his first guest, mm-hmm. I can't remember who he is, but I'm probably going to re- let him remain anonymous because I can't remember his name. <laughs> I think that's the best choice. Yeah, it's It's better than just saying Danny Greenman. Yeah. Because I don't know if there's a Danny Greenman out yeah. there or whatever. But anyways, at first when I just heard him interviewing one of his guests, I kind of felt like I should strike up a hobby at this yeah. at first. And I, as soon as I was uh, thinking about it and pondering it for a while, like let's say six or seven months when I've been listening to mm. it for a while, I was actually convinced that I wanted to do a podcast myself because I was inspired by the Heck idea yeah. of it as well, yeah. along with this other podcast called Unashamed, awesome. hosted by Phil and Jace Robertson, if you've heard of yeah, them, yeah. from Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Also, Jace's older brother, Al, as well. Damn. Forgot to mention him. Huh. Sorry about that, Al. <laughs> Shout um, out to Al. Yeah. I, I don't know if it reaches out this far. There, there was also some other stories that I would also listen to called Against the Odds, uh-huh. which are kind of like suspenseful true stories. Yeah kind of like uh about john mccain's time in vietnam when he was a pal yeah or about the chilean miners yeah or a middle school thai soccer team stuck in a cave it's crazy yeah they they tell a lot of good stories yeah there was even one about the shipwreck on the andres dude i never heard about that you should look it up i believe it was sometime in the 1930s i want to say or 20s yeah It, it, it was pretty laid back yeah but yeah when i started listening to these shows it just wanted me to just think like hey i'll just create this as a hobby but at first instead of having an interview podcast like i am doing tonight Mm -hmm. right now i wanted to do like a podcast that i could either do subtle comedy or tell (laughs) made-up stories as well nice yeah, have you heard of this comedian called John Branion? He is a Christian comedian with lots of subtle humor. He's funny. He currently, sadly, he he sadly changed his name to the podcast "The Comedian Next Door," and it it's it's just like not exactly like an interview that we're having right now. Yeah. But it's I don't know. I just find it too bland, in my opinion. Yeah. There, there was another series that he had 
<laughs> it's it's you're literally gonna laugh out loud when I tell you this name. It, it was literally called the Daily Deuce. Not even kidding. He he would always say in the intro, he's like, "Hello, I'm John Branion, and this is the number two devotional in America. Welcome to the Daily Deuce." Oh my God. And then he would just refer to real life scripture rebuttal and ending scripture as well sometimes in his uh, episodes he is pretty political yeah. so not sure if you're sensitive to politics about that and whatnot his sessions were called the daily deuce but his original title was uh john branion's comedy sojourns okay i'm not sure that's how you say it correctly yeah but I- i'm just gonna er i'm just gonna i'm just I'm losing my words tonight. I literally <laughs> can't think of the right metaphor to say. Uh, I'm just airballing. Or airballing. Whatever. Yeah, that's right, bro. Eyeballing. That's eyeballing. what. I, that's what I was trying to think of. Despite having few guests here, you're the only one who's ever asked me about that. I believe about specifically the podcast. Yeah, others have asked me about like when is this going to be published or whatever. Uh-huh. Kind of a specific question. You're probably the only one that's asked. Cool, bro. I'm glad. That's kind of fun. Definitely. <laughs> I guess that's another word I'm going to say that I'm going to mispronounce on purpose. Definitely. Definitely. I tend to mispronounce a lot of words on purpose, but that, that last part was just a happy accident or something. <laughs> I'll be sure to add that to the list. Like, uh, instead of saying confused, I say kind of fuzzled. <laughs> so, dude, um, what's your family like back home? My family? There are no words to describe, honestly. Really? <laughs> there are... A bit kooky. Really? But not not like voodoo kooky or mm. addict on drugs kooky <laughs> or not cuckoo clock. I would say um, <laughs> I would say they're unique in their own way. Gotcha, bro. That's probably the the best save to say that I don't want That's awesome, dude. that I don't want to get a lecture back at home. Gotcha, <laughs> yeah, my brother Luke, he's the oldest of well two. Since I'm the youngest. But anyways, my brother, 21 currently, so he's now old enough to drink. Nice. Lucky. <laughs> so, he has been diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome okay. as part of the autism scale. Okay. So, you probably met someone with Asperger's before, right? Mm, I think so. Well, to put it simply, I just think uh, part of their brain has a bit of OCD. Mm-hmm. He has a really good passion for animation, That's especially cool. writing That's about cool. it as well. Like, writing on paper, not painting or yeah, yeah, yeah. writing a book or anything. But he is drawing a comic about it currently. He's drawing Dang, multiples, bro. but... That's crazy. Yeah. He would just love to talk about, like, Star Fox, Sonic, a bit of Super Mario Bros., uh, Legend of Zelda, which I can accommodate to that. Yeah. And while I think it's not bad to talk about those, mm. but I don't exactly have a the same passion that he mm-hmm. does. So yeah. it can drive you a little nuts. Yeah, I still love him today, but yeah. he just knows how to push. He knows <laughs> how to push my buttons. Gotcha, bro. I feel that. Currently, what I heard back from home is that he's actually trying out a talent show at a church that I go to, no Calvary way. Community. Shout out to them. That's awesome. Still Caleb's thing again. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know what their talent show back there is gonna be like, but. Yeah. The talent show here. Maybe after the interview, I might um, <laughs> tune in to that practice like you were talking about before from the start. Yeah, it's awesome, bro. My mom and dad currently have the same job in... Have you heard of Pure Desire Ministries? Mm-mm. They're basically a... 
they're an international Christian ministry that reaches out to young adults, to married people that have either been recently wed or that have been married for over 30 years or so. Dang. Doesn't matter the age. Yeah. Any age. Well, maybe. It usually matters on the age of 16 because that's when I was introduced to that. So, basically, what they do is that they help out those types of people, especially if they have, like, a sex or drug or porn addiction. Mm. And they're basically just trying to bring them into the light. That's awesome. They're not exactly a school like Torchbearers, uh-huh. but they're a ministry, actually. Yeah. I think they have multiple churches around the world, mm. I want to say. But they actually had a conference just a couple of months ago that bring in people internationally, which mm. included my dad in that. Because mm. I, I went there a couple of years ago. No, a couple of years ago was not so hot. I want to say like in my sophomore year, mm. I was brought to a Boring, Oregon, location of Pure Desire Ministries. Boring. Shout out to them. <laughs> you don't exactly hear a place called Boring. <laughs> you don't hear a place called Anxiety or Depression. Or zesty. What does that mean? It just means peace, but yet happiness. Hmm. You're pleased is Hmm. what it means. Especially, speaking of which, of uh, weird town names. (laughs) I don't mean to offend anybody by this. Caleb told me that he came from a very conservative part of California called Orange. Hmm. Especially Orange County. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, what other counties are there that are named after colors or fruits? Hmm. Well, not fruits. That just came to mind to me just now. Like I said, like, <laughs> here's Teal Boulevard yeah. or Blue Street. I would have thought, like, Appleberry Lane or something. Appleberry Lane. So where are you from in Seattle, bro? Oh, I'm not from Seattle. I actually live an hour away from there without traffic. Nice. I actually live in Puyallup, Washington. Mm. So basically, I grew up there. I'm going to do a spoiler alert Mm -hmm. for the people that have not heard my testimony. So, a small part of it. I'm not going to reveal the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So, I grew up in Puyallup basically all my life. Even though I was born at a very young age in Tacoma, I was still brought to Puyallup. Mm -hmm. But basically, we we didn't exactly grow up as the rich kids on the block. We were kind of living off goodwill when when I was in uh, grade school. Hmm. So, like, we didn't have a good financial foundation. Because mm-hmm. my dad would either tell us that we have to move, like, every year or two. Mm-hmm. Because that we would basically move out of the house every year or two. Mm-hmm. Because my dad back then had a gambling problem. But he was always having that as well, especially uh, due to him losing multiple jobs at once. Mm-hmm. I see, yeah. So we, we didn't exactly have enough food on the table back then as well. So it it was always hard for me to find a place where I could actually call home and make a foundation there because Mm -hmm. I was always on the move. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, being on the move is quite an adventure. Mm -hmm. But if it's on vacation, I'll allow that. But Mm -hmm. if it's trying to find a place to actually live is pretty stressful. Mm -hmm. Especially for a kid. And even though you're not supposed to worry as much when you're young... I actually had to worry quite a lot because mm-hmm. when I kept moving or just kept bouncing off trees and buildings just to find a place to live, mm-hmm. I couldn't exactly have attachments to friends because I That's I funny. would just always push them away because I knew I was going to be going away somewhere mm-hmm. very soon. It, it always made it very difficult for me to make friends, let alone keep them mm-hmm. as well. But especially it made it harder that my family only told me that... 
I could only have friends that that were in the same church as I was. Mm-hmm. I believe I was also I I was introduced to Christianity at the church when I was about mm-hmm. I want to say six or seven. Yeah. But it just made me feel like if you want to be a part of the family, you learn how to be a Christian. And so as a little kid, I just, I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I just grew up, I grew up wearing the mask and learning how Mm -hmm. to speak Christianese. Let's just say that the church that I grew up there, Peel of Nazarene, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. I don't actually go there anymore because of how they decided to result into my introduction to pornography. Really? Yeah, I was introduced to the rabbit hole of pornography when I was about 14, Mm. just a few days before my birthday, Mm -hmm. especially when I was at school. Mm -hmm. So I told my church about that, and they thought their idea was a good idea as the same as the school. So their solution was to either boot me from the church or isolate me from everybody else except the staff. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it it just kind of made me think that... um, Especially when I left the church, it felt like Christ was rejecting me. Mm-hmm. That it felt like Jesus was saying, I'll die on the cross for everybody else, but not this guy. His mm-hmm. sins are too great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even shake hands with the guy. I wouldn't even give him a smile of hope. Okay. So for an entire year and a half, I ditched Christianity. Mm-hmm. Just because I knew that God existed, mm-hmm. which became very difficult for me to erase that. Mm-hmm. So it, it just felt like that God will always love me unless if I mm-hmm. make a big mistake that I was introduced to. But mm-hmm. it was hard for me, especially to learn how to accept Christianity again, because mm-hmm. I never really trusted a Christian's words about how they wanted to share their story to me or mm-hmm. how they think Jesus is similar to that. Mm-hmm. But I... I chose not to agree with that because how I was rejected by the church yeah. and how I felt like the church as Christ to represent <laughs> them rejected me. Mm-hmm. So I came about earlier sometime around the start of my junior high year that I went to that I was introduced to a different church called Calvary Community, which mm-hmm. I go to today. I was introduced that to one of my very close friends, mm-hmm. Josh Kanyas. Shout out to him. He's he's a very good friend of mine to this day. Thanks, bro. I wish we talked more, but yeah. college. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he brought me to the church. I decided to ponder about it. Mm-hmm. So a month afterwards, I attend to a Sunday service. So then eventually I opened up to the uh, pastor, Taylor Ford. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. And when I told him about my testimony then and especially of how the church rejected me. Uh-huh. I thought I would give it a few weeks mm-hmm. to see, and I would just think, like, they're just going to give me the same response. Mm-hmm. They're just going to boot me. They're just going to mm-hmm. kick me off the flight or just throw me under the bus. Yeah. What, Whatever possible thing they could do mm-hmm. to put salt in the wound. Yeah. And shortly, a few weeks later, I wasn't even in the ballpark on that answer. They said they have teenagers just like me there mm-hmm. that have either been introduced to porn mm-hmm. that are struggling with it that mm-hmm. have had sexual sin mm-hmm. drug addiction you can just name it mm-hmm. they're not going to turn a blind eye away from me because they have kids who are suffering 
similar to what I was feeling. Since then, I've been attending to that church to this day. Well, I, I guess I wouldn't say this day because I'm at college. Mm -hmm. I'm very glad to be a part of Calvary community today and yeah. just leave behind Pure of Nazarene because so I didn't think they were representing Christ the correct way. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a pretty big part of my testimony, actually. So, spoiler alert, no more spoilers for you. No more so. spoilers. Nope, that's the other one you get. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. When are you telling your testimony, bro? Next week. No way. Yeah, actually. Thursday? Yeah. I think I, I'm supposed to be before Josie Smith. Hmm. Shout out to her. Shout out um, to her. Do you uh, have any like other hobbies and stuff like that? I used to do lacrosse in my high school days, no way. actually. It would have been three years, but two years since COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> we eventually got a few dubs during my senior year, but That's good. we uh, sadly did not even one dub during my sophomore year. Man. We we were a new formed club sports. We, we weren't an actual established for like football and volleyball or yeah. soccer, whatever. We were a club sports. Shout out to these guys again, especially to the Rogers Rams, my lacrosse team. Mm -hmm. We played against Bethel, Olymp mm -hmm. PHS, or as the Vikes call it, <laughs> Emerald Ridge. We also did Auburn Riverside, where we got a first dub from. Yeah. We also did, there's a lot of other names that I'm forgetting right yeah. now. But shout out to the ones I'm forgetting anyway. I guess when I started listening to newer Christian music, I was inspired mm. to actually do some singing. But my brother always complained about my singing because he either thought I was too sharp on the high notes or yeah. or if I was too quiet or something. Mm. I'm glad that a lot of vocal musicians say that singing it is not it's not a gift you're born with. It's something mm. that you practice and talent on mm -hmm. so i i just kept practicing again and again and you've definitely heard me sing uh, before in the car or mm -hmm. or during worship yeah. especially that concert yeah uh, a while ago that was fun i honestly wish i could just relive that moment it, it was so powerful yeah. especially i wish i could have stayed there as well yeah me too honestly yeah yeah it was really sad that we had to leave yeah me too man i felt like my brain was gonna cry when i was leaving your brain yeah, I don't know if that's too cheesy to say or something. <laughs> I did feel really emotional at the concert as well. Yeah. Especially just seeing how many people were just throwing vape pens onto the stage. That was crazy, bro. Yeah, crazy. That, that's that got to be at least two grand. And drugs, man. Yeah, other drugs as well. It's got to be at least almost 2,000 or more just being thrown up on the stage. Probably so, bro. Crazy, man. Yeah, dude, I felt like that was a good time. Yeah, I got broken out of like like a state, like kind of depression kind of at that concert. That was super good. And I had the same thing happen today, kind of broken out of a phase because I had like not liked the Bible for a while. Yeah. And I started reading the Bible again today and got stoked about that and just filled up and just kind of more joyful. Well, you kind of had to since we we're in class. Oh, you can go through class and that. And you know what I'm saying? It's one thing. You gotta read it yourself, man. Yeah, right. That's gonna be kind of hard to edit out. <laughs> what? The the clatter that you just made with both the the string, <laughs> the springs, and the lamp. Yeah, my bad, bro. If you just wanted to bring like a fidget, you could just tell me ahead of time. What's cool about singing, dude, is I sucked at singing, and then I felt like the Lord wanted me to be a musician, or not a musician, but like a 
do like worship or something like that. Anyways, because I just felt like it. And because when I was like praying, this dude was praying like, hey, like pray about your calling or whatever. And I just saw the word like music. And then I flipped open my Bible and it opened to like, it is good to praise the Lord with a song or whatever. So shortly after that, I sucked at singing. And so I was like, well, if God wants me to be a singer, he needs to help. I got to get some help. And then that week I got way better at singing, like insanely better. And then it's just been really fun just doing that. Who so taught you how to sing? Dude, I, I no, literally just, I prayed that I would get better, and I just got better. Nobody taught you? Nope, dude. What's good is the, or what made me, like, keep doing that was, I was like, well, maybe I need some lessons or something like that. And then the guy at my church named Wes, he said that he just started singing one day, and mm-hmm. he didn't get any lessons. So I was like, well, I'm just going to do that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Especially when I was also given the motivation to sing as well during like mm-hmm. like a worship service at Calvary one night. Mm-hmm. And a pastor just said up on stage saying that God doesn't care if you sound like Justin Bieber or <laughs> Michael Jackson. I agree with that, bro. He cares about you making a joyful noise. Hallelujah, man. I love that, bro. Making a joyful noise. Yeah. Just thinking about that just discards about how i'll sound like or how people will say about me yeah i don't even do it for the glory of god i do it because i need to worship god that's also a good reason to and i guess that glorifies god because i need his presence and it changes my life when i do it and when i don't do it so that gives glory to god i guess well especially when you lift your hands up it's a common sign to know that you're surrendering all control dude I did not know that, man. That's the way I was told in Calvary. That's cool, bro. So, do you have a car back home? No, I don't. Sorry. I mean, my parents both have a car back home. My mom's got like a 2002 GMC Denali. Yeah. And my dad's also has a a Chevy Dodge. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's it's got some pretty nice big wheels. Especially (laughs) since he has a Harley as well. No way. Yeah, yeah. He's been riding on that motorbike for at least well over twenty years. Jeez, dude. Well, experience riding motorcycles for over twenty years. Having the same bike—that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I just did a bicycle as a kid. Dude. So. <laughs> Me too. Um, I I really wanted to learn how to rollerblade as a kid, but yeah. every time I just kept trying, I kept getting my knees either scraped or Bro. or almost fractured. Oh, golly. Because I, I would learn in um, in a neighborhood that I used to grow up in called Brookstone. Yeah. And uh, around the boulevard, um, I would just put on the rollerblades and yeah. we didn't... Our practice ground was just either... Uh, concrete or asphalt. Yeah. So, you can imagine skating with shorts isn't exactly fun. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So, uh, I've kind of um, quit that since I kept getting hurt in the end. Yeah. I've also uh, kind of been uh, getting into the basics of uh, learning how to ride a skateboard. Dude. I've got a friend back at home named Britton. Shout out to him. And... He's actually the one who's been uh, introducing me back into how to ride a skateboard because he yeah. he brought like a a shortboard to just ride on, mm-hmm. and uh, I would just practice in the backyard and 
Um, it's it's easy to get the motions at first, but I don't exactly know how to control the force or the balance. <laughs> yeah. When I get longer than ten seconds off off the ground for both my feet. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not trying to do any tricks. I'm just l- wanting to learn how to ride. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Other than that, um. Nope, I got nothing else, probably. Yeah, dude. I mean, I used to love riding my bike as a kid. Yeah. But uh, years ago, I used to have uh, a couple of markers for my heart since my dad had a uh, heart failure. No way. Yeah. He's uh, Also another... What? He made it. Yep. It's awesome, dude. Not without God's grace. Awesome. Another part of my testimony. No way. Should have said spoiler alert. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't exactly, um, enjoy riding my bike anymore, because mm-hmm. one, I'm not Mormon, two, I don't like the song, and three, it would always, um, uh, make my chest throb. Shoot, bro. Like, especially, I loved jumping on a trampoline when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even make it past five minutes and I would have to lie down for about an hour or so Dang, just man. for my chest to stop throbbing. Why does that happen? It 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 is part of the markers that I had on my heart that I was inherited as a oh, kid when I was diagnosed especially. Yeah. So I couldn't exactly be physically active like everybody else could. Yeah. Nor could I be... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's just say I was stuck in the pudgy age for a while, and fat stage. Whatever, man. Yeah, I know everybody has had that stage back then. Um, we're looking back on that now. You can just imagine me like a, like a fat, pale, uh, long-haired Smeagol. <laughs> Bro. I don't know. That's what I would compare myself to today. Not because it sounds like this, but the precious. That was accurate. Thank you. Um, I actually do a lot of voice impersonations, and that's just one of many. Um, Can you do um, Michael Jackson? Um, Michael Jackson. I could, but I'm not sure that would interfere with the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll probably just uh, take a lead, like. Your butt is mine, gonna take you right, you show your face, worth it in. I'm telling you, as I watch your mouth, I know you think what you're about. And I say the scarlet, as a man that's man of truth, and my friend you have seen nothing. Something like that. That's good, bro. Um... Yeah, I used to be in that Michael Jackson stage for a while, especially when I sang. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when I was 16, everybody just, especially my brother, was just playing Michael Jackson music. I'm like, who's this? And he's like, it's MJ. Who? Michael Jackson. <laughs> Who? Who? Like, <laughs> like I, I didn't grow up with uh, R&B music, especially mm-hmm. from the 80s, King of Pop music. Mm-hmm. That's what Michael Jackson was called, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother grew up with Christian music. Mm-hmm. I um, I grew up with um, uh, rock music actually. 
That's cool. Like ACDC or Metallica. Nice. Um, mostly, I grew up with most music that my mom doesn't like. <laughs> my dad, he's, he's like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure if my mom is still okay with it today. Yeah. But it's my phone. <laughs> and even though she paid for it, uh, it's it's still it's still kind of the music I like. Yeah, um, I feel that. Um. So I actually got a funny <laughs> story. Speaking of which, like my uh, my mom was uh, gonna buy me some uh, music CDs for Christmas. Uh, like last year I wanted to say mm-hmm. and grandma my grandma um shout out to her was asking my mom like oh what does Levi want and she told him like or why do I call my grandma him that is so wrong in so many ways <laughs> I'm sorry sorry so, my mom told her that I requested some Jeremy Camp, Jordan Felice, uh, Demon Hunter, mm-hmm. and she's like, what was that last part? And she said, Demon Hunter, and she's like, yeah, I'll give him the Jordan Felice one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, bro. Because, uh, uh, bless her heart and all that. Um, bless her heart, bro. Um, let, let's just say that they're very uh, sensitive about the... Uh, exorcism and demonic topics and while i can be too at some of the time as well um my mom would always she wouldn't always but sometimes she she would say like like especially if i showed her uh, a song that i let her listen to and i'm like what do you think and she's like it's not my favorite yeah. i mean you can she tell. would say that um well, we're not really supposed to hunt demons. We're supposed to stray away from them mm-hmm. and let Jesus be the demon hunter. Yes. Um, well, she didn't say that last part, but I was thinking that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that last part is supposed to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was the music you grew up with? Man. Dude, that... My mom... Had an iPod that I would listen to. The days of the iPod. I used to have one too. Go so on. that was what I grew up on. And then my buddy Ben gave me his old iPod. Yeah. And had a mix. Zach Brown. 80s music. Christian rap music. Hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You'll have to forgive me, because I don't know who they are. Oh, they're good, bro. Sorry. They write dumb songs, though. <laughs> dumb really songs, good? really? They're just about nothing, man. Why do, you, why do you listen to dumb songs about nothing, then? Well, I get bored of it, and I'd stop listening to it. Yeah. If you ever feel like you have that moment, you're like, um... Um... You have like a catchy song stuck in your head mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what really helps? Listening to it over and over again until you're really irritated. You're like, yeah, that's it. Uh, 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 that's how you do it. 
Um, so, uh, you got any, uh, interesting life stories? Like, anything funny or anything you can think of? Dude, I don't know. Let me think. <laughs> One time? Yeah. I got delivered. Delivered? Mm-hmm. Is when you get prayed for because you have a demonic issue. Yeah. And I threw up, dude. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's not exactly funny, but yeah, that's that's very... I don't know what the word for it is. <laughs> Interesting, bro. Interdetink. That's another word I mispronounce on purpose, too. Instead of interesting, I say interdetink. I like that. That's interesting, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's your story, not mine, so. Oh, uh, yeah. So, they, I threw up, dude. Literally threw up. They prayed for me for, like, three hours. I threw up. Three whole hours? Yeah, bro. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had problems in my life. Oh, I got problems, bro. I got problems. I found problems. Well, you don't have to share them here, let's just say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your family is like, uh-huh, we know. We know the whole ordeal. Oh, they know, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to wrap it up with a couple of final questions, I'll let you decide on them. So you take the wheel, or if you want to share anything else. I don't know, man. Question, like, I'm, like, what? You're going to ask me questions? Well, I've already asked you quite a few. Mm. But I don't care if you ask me one, so just take the wheel. Oh, yeah, bro. So, what makes your family kooky, bro? (laughs) Okay, you've, you sure you want to go with that question? (laughs) Yes. Okay, um, what makes them kooky? Um, uh, I used to be homeschooled for almost a year during my sixth grade, Mm -hmm. and what my mom would do sometimes is, sometimes when I see her talking in the mirror, I like to think that she's having a parent-teacher conference. (laughs) That's funny, bro. Yeah, um... So I guess that's uh, part of my past that is a fun tease once in a while. But uh, another thing uh, recently to look back on, um, this was just in mid-July recently. Mm. So um, we were basically in uh, uh, the Grand Tetons, Mm -hmm. and we were stopping by this restaurant because we were all hungry, Mm -hmm. and we accidentally skipped lunch, so that's an oof. And there was no restaurant for miles. Yeah. So she she pulls up and she has the trailer, um, not not like a camper trailer. Um, she, um, we kind of borrowed uh, the trailer from our grandparents. That's uh, it's kind of like an uh, an old uh, tr- wooden trailer that uh, carries like a spare tire or something like something used to mm-hmm. haul like gravel or dirt or whatever yeah that trailer 
Um, so <laughs> she backs up into um, one of the parking spaces, and uh, we didn't even know that there was like a slight curve on the hill. Mm-hmm. And since if you could see like this would be the tail of it, the audience can't see it. Mm-hmm. But I'm using my knuckle to form the shape of the trailer. Yeah. And my pointer finger to um, uh, touch uh, the other part of my knuckle. Mm. Um, so my mom literally backs up, slight curve on the hill. The oh, trailer no. pops up, and she goes like ten miles an hour when she's no. trying to back up because it's kind of steep. Yeah, and the the entire um, she. <laughs> The, the car just kind of just oh stuck God. its, um, just stuck the hook, um, uh, part of, um, the caboose, mm-hmm. I'm going to call the car, and, uh, let's just say she, f- she fender-bendered herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so the entire, um, tarp was torn off mm-hmm. at the back part of it, and, um, looking back on that now, that's hilarious, but in the moment, she, um, um, she was just feeling terrible, because she both not only tore off the tarp, mm-hmm. but she also, um, kind of, uh, made a small dent mm-hmm. in her car, which Jeez. she usually never does. She's Definitely. always careful when she's backing up. That stinks, bro. Yeah, but, um... Um, uh, I guess that's more of a heartfelt story rather than a comedy story. Yeah. Um, I could tell you a lot of, uh, other comedy stories, um, but the ones that are filled in my head currently are the ones with my cabin mates. Dude, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, would you prefer a family or a... Family. Uh, a family story. Okay, good choice. Um, what is one? Let me ponder that for a second. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> um, I would have to say that... Uh, a few years ago, <laughs> not a few years ago, sorry, I lied. Uh, I'm not supposed to do that, I'm Christian. Um, I want to say, like, about when, um, uh, when I was about, uh, 14 or so, I believe it was, uh, sometime in, uh, early April, we went to this place called Grey Wolf Lodge. Yeah. Do you have those in Texas? Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so, this, this Grey Wolf Lodge we had... Should have said enormous wolf lodge. Enormous wolf lodge. Yeah, because it was literally both like a like the Stanley Hotel and Chuck E. Cheese combined. Golly, bro. That <laughs> That's how crazy. huge uh, the lodge was. <laughs> like, what what's the biggest... Uh, how, how many floors do you think your wolf lodge has? I think two, man. Maybe three. Ours had like ten floors. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. 
bro. Did it have a water park as well? Yes, indoor, of course. Yeah. Um, so we go into this arcade, and it's just like a Chuck E. Cheese arcade. Mm. It's just awesome. It's half of it is full of VR by now, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. Um, anyways, um, I'd never really been to an arcade before myself, so it's just just winning paper with letters or numbers mm-hmm. yeah. or just tickets as we yeah. now call them Man. i didn't even know they were considered valuable i i was just doing it for the fun of it yeah. so there was like this um um my first time when i was playing one of the games i don't remember the name of it but it was like a pirate themed game and you had to like um spin the wheel and it would just and the arrow would spin over and over until it stopped First time, land it on the jackpot. Mm-hmm. 1,000 tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a lot of tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you see about 1,000 tickets as a little kid, you're like, I could buy a Lamborghini mm-hmm. or a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if you're a girl, I could buy a unicorn. Yeah, yeah. Just the, for the little girls. but oh. Not trying to be stereotypical. Um, uh, I tried it again since I, um, um, I tried that, uh, pirate themed game again, mm-hmm. spun the wheel, landed on the same jackpot. Dude. It's crazy. Yeah. And my dad went over to check on me. He's like, how you doing? I'm like, and I just have like a giant ticket oh necklace gosh, and it's it's like a ticket scarf, honestly, yeah. that I just wrap myself around, and I just have like another, um, I want to say like a bouquet of tickets. I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fanning myself with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm chilling. Chilling. <laughs> he's like, dude, how many tickets is that? And I said, oh, about two thousand or so. No big deal. Jeez, bro. He's like two thousand. I. Bro. I went over to see my brother. He only got like 350 tickets. Oh my gosh. The last time I left him. Dude. And I remember just spending those tickets on like Angry Bird plushies. Bro, that's awesome. You remember the old Angry Birds? Mm Mm-hmm. They they were just like... They're like veggie tail characters except they were birds instead. Oh, man. Yeah. One of them had like a... A press to play action sound button on one of the Angry mm. Birds, mm. but yeah, um, uh, ah, uh, no, that 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 was just kind of hilarious to me at the moment. Um, uh, what about you? You got any funny stories to wrap it up? Let me think, bro. Okay. I don't know, bro. My roommates are pretty funny right now. Okay. Nothing. I funny. guess I guess they're technically brothers in Christ, but okay. Just just name one at the top of your head. Funny story. Yeah. One time, me and my friend got stuck in the woods. Shout out to Slater's friend. Yeah. And it was thunderstorming, and we ran all the way back home. Oh, wow. And it was so fun. 
That sounds more, more uh, suspenseful than funny. <laughs> One time, my friend called me before church and said, I shot a squirrel in my backyard. Can you come skin it? So no I, way. Really? Mm. What do you shoot it with? A BB gun, I think. <laughs> wow. Not, not bad. <laughs> Why I, would he shoot a squirrel, first of all? We were just hunting, bro. And I suppose you have, like, a hunting license? Nope. Seriously? In Washington, you, you need to have a hunting license. It's illegal. I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Ugh. Uh. Yeah, so... Uh, I really enjoyed interviewing you. Yeah, tonight. I enjoyed it too, bro. This was a good time. Um, last few questions. What if I were to tell you that this whole thing was not recorded? I was watching you record it, bro. <laughs> okay, you're a smart cookie. <laughs> okay, hey, hey, hang on, hang on. Uh-oh. I still have a couple of questions, buddy. <laughs> I got it. You're good. Second of all, um, very crucial, important question. Mm-hmm. What would you name the title of this episode? I don't know, man. You literally don't know? Or are you just saying that's the name of it? I don't know. (laughs) You're not really giving me much ideas here. Um, I guess I'll just name that then. (laughs) So, uh, what do you want to say to the audience before, uh, I end the stop button? I'm good, bro. That's all I have. All right. You heard him, everybody. This has been kind of, sort of, maybe. Good night, you crazies.